0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Medium asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith.
0: Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you with us. We are talking about a very, very interesting and very important subject today with our dear friend, Reggie Littlejohn. And Reggie, of course, is the founder of Women's Rights Without Frontier. You've heard her from many, many times on the program. She's been to here to Cleveland and helped us with our bringing America back to life and educating people on all the things that go on in the world, really, to be quite honest with you, across the world, the things that disrespect and and destroy human rights. Reggie launched Save a Girl campaign in China in 2012. She was named one of the top 10 people of 2013 by Inside the Vatican magazine which is a great magazine. She received the National Pro-Life Recognition Award from Priests for Life in 2013 too. She received the Cardinal O'Connor Pro-Life Award from Goddess. She's launched a Save the Woman campaign in China in 2017, co-founded Genocide Games Initiative to move the 2022 Olympic Games away from Beijing. She co-founded the Stop Vaccine Passport Task Force and was on our program several times whilst that was all going on. She received the Woman in Leadership Changing the World Award from Mission College. And LifeSat News has named her one of the heroes of 2021 and the people to watch in 2022. And here she is again, leading the world in, in helping us to understand the dangers that are coming at us from all different sides. She has co-founded Sovereignty Coalition, and that's what we're going to be talking about today with Reggie. Reggie, without further ado, thank you so much for joining us. You're such a busy lady. I love it when you're being able to come on our program.
1: Well I love being on your program Molly and and you are just as busy as I am fighting the good fight in Ohio so
0: Yeah well you know what when I when I saw what you were doing with regards to the World Health Organization this is one of my uh, how can I say it? I'm allowed to say this about an organization. This is one of the things, that the, the organizations that I hate the most in the world. I have to tell you that. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it is such a dangerous, dangerous organization. We, we have no control over it. It just seems to be doing all kinds of things. It was one of the organizations that helped, um, you know, the the, the uh, COVID vaccine to be pushed across the world. So many different uh, 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 population control is coming through World Health Organization. All of these things are happening um, through the World Health Health Organization. But, but good news, good news, good news. And that is because Reggie Littlejohn just uh, let us know that something wonderful has happened that we have not heard through the mainstream media, but it's happened anyway. Reggie, tell us what's going on with this, uh, with the uh, Sovereignty Coalition.
1: All right. So, Yes, like you said, uh, the World Health Organization is not a person, so we are we're free to hate organization, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, I, I consider it to be like the militarized arm of of the United Nations, and what they they're doing is, I, I I believe that through the United Nations, through the World Health Organization, through the World Bank, through the World Economic Forum, that that there is a globalist agenda of trying to trap us in a digital gulag. Um, and the, and, and the way that they're pushing it out is through health, because, um, when they hit people with a, a pathogen that they say is terribly dangerous and could kill you, then people are willing to give up their rights that they would not otherwise be willing to give up. So the World Health Organization has been, um, pushing, um, amendments to the international health regulations and a pandemic treaty. And between the two of those, these would establish a worldwide um, police, basically biotech surveillance police state. Uh, and, and, and so the, the pretext is, oh, we need to keep you all safe, uh, from this pathogen. So you need these vaccine passports. That's when I co-founded the D- vaccine passports task force. The vaccine passport can also be called the digital health ID or just any digital ID. And it's just rolling down. For example, I'm holding in my hand an article dated October 23rd, 2023, from um, Zero Hedge. And it says, U.S. travel to Europe will require prior approval and biometric scanning. And starting in 2025, we're going to have to have facial and fingerprint scans to, to get into Europe. Um, this is all just part of the vaccine passport that's like, we have to, we have to protect you. um, You know, if, if there's a pathogen, we need to know if everybody's vaccinated. We need to know who's where, and we need to do all kinds of tracking um of, of travelers once they get into the country, et cetera, et cetera. And what it does is it gives, they know exactly, you know, what you look like, where you are, all your social media posts, all your internet search history, your internet spending history, your 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 uh, medical history your criminal history everything about you and if they don't like you they can cut you off from your finances like what happened to the canadian truckers um, or just disappear you which is what happens to chinese dissidents and all these things are going to be interoperable internationally i mean it's just starting with europe but the world health organization has said that they are pushing this out this system that is starting in europe pushing it out internationally um, and, it, and it all has to be interoperable, which means it's going to be interoperable with China and the Chinese, oh my Communist, God. Party oh my Chinese Communist Party is ultimately going to be, be getting our data. So the only way to stop this is, is to withdraw from or defund the World Health Organization and also the United Nations. That's another separate subject, um, but we can talk about it today. And so that idea of defunding or withdrawing from the World Health Organization was just like a dream. There there were a couple of bills in Congress um, about it, but they didn't go anywhere. They were just languishing in committee. This is about eight months ago when we I co-founded the Sovereignty Coalition. So we did a an, an email campaign and got several hundred thousand emails to go to oh, wow. um, congressional representatives saying we need to withdraw from or at least with, um, you know, or at least defund the WHO. And within two weeks, we had a congressional press conference on Capitol Hill at which 18 congressional members spoke. And I was one of two, the, the two co-founders of the Sovereignty Coalition. We got to speak. Um, So all saying we need to defund and withdraw from the WHO, you know, this the, the, and some of them said, it's basically an arm of the Chinese Communist Party, all right. So th- that was that was beyond our our faintest our wildest dreams that that would happen. Then we found out, um, like a month or two later, that a, a couple of members, who I think they actually spoke at, at that um, press conference, but if not, if not, they were certainly part of the coalition that was against the WHO. They were on the a subcommittee, the foreign operations subcommittee of the appropriations committee and they passed a bill to defund the who which we just thought was unbelievable unbelievable Unbelievable. this is this is a god thing Mm -hmm. this is definitely it's a a god thing it's like you know if god is with us who can be against us so because we're just little i mean we have like no funding but what we have is we have the truth okay Mm -hmm. so We put out um, another call to action for a campaign, and some of your listeners may have even participated in this, where we asked people to email their congressional representatives, call their congressional representatives to tell them, to tell the entire appro- Appropriations co- Committee. See, this passed through one subcommittee of the Appropriations Committee. We wanted it to pass through the entire pro- Appropriations Committee. We issued a call to action, and we got, I think it was about 350 thousand emails sent to the appropriations committee and i don't know how many hundreds of phone calls um each member of the appropriations committee as i recall received approximately five thousand five hundred emails overnight wow the night before the 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 um the vote and then they voted to defund the world health organization oh my goodness! again It was, it was was astonishing. But that's not all, Molly, because what happened after that is we said, okay, I mean, this is a miracle. We can't even believe that this is happening, but we need to have this passed through the entire house. Um, you know, the, the, um, the entire house of representatives. And on September 28th, no one's reporting on this. All right. You're not hearing this from the mainstream media, but on September 28th, the house approved an appropriations bill that defunded the World Health Organization, wow. um, number one. And number two, made it so that no funding would go to any other international organization, such as the United Nations, unless it was approved by um, the, the, the legal instrument that was that was being funded was approved by the U.S. Senate. Um, so that was another issue. So, So this is an enormous victory. We need to just say thank you to everybody who participated, to thank you to the brave congressmen who, who um and the, the leaders were Mario Diaz Ballart and John Mulanar, all right, who, who who spearheaded this thing and thanks to God. Um and and it's not over yet, okay. So it still needs to pass through the Senate. It still needs to be signed by President Biden, but we still need to pause and say Thank this you. is a victory. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think the I think the big thing
0: here is is God is giving us a glimpse. I really do feel that this, Reggie. God's giving us a glimpse of what can be done when we are faithful, when we mm-hmm. do what we should be doing, when we support people, you know, organizations such as yours. When we when we take action for for the glory of God, I think this is what happens. We we see this. You're right. I mean, we've got a long way to go. We've got the Senate. We've got to get through the Senate. You've got to get it through, uh, you know, across President Biden's desk. Which is probably going to be a complete miracle if that happens, but by by the same token, it's it started. It can't even go there until it starts to, where, you know, where you've started it. So this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. You have put on. This is how I came to find out about it. Was you put out an an, an email or a, you know you've got, you've got a little bit of a blog thing going? Tell where they can get all that detail, all this information, so that they can go there and look at it. Uh, get organized get make sure that they sign up for your emails as well as take action as needed and an action also includes helping Reggie to to be able to fund herself and, and her organization as she goes forward so please think of all of this Reggie where do they go to get this
1: Okay so thank you so much Molly <laughs> but um my organization where we have a donate button is Women's Rights Without frontiers.org that's women's rights without frontiers.org and you can sign up for my blog and all of my action alerts all the news go out through that blog so you can definitely um sign up for all of that so and then and then the website for um this particular action is the sovereigntycoalition.org Perfect. yeah. So but yeah. org. But if you yeah. want to get regular updates, sign up for my blog on women's dot org and you will get updates about what's going on and how you can Take action, and how you can support us, also because we we need support. I mean, we're up against, you know, yeah, absolutely. world economic forum, you know, yeah, the no, no, absolutely, World Health Organization. You know, it's 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 definitely a David and Goliath situation, to say the least.
0: Absolutely, you know, but I, I've seen over the years that I've been doing, you know, all the work that I've been doing, but I I see how you know one. Little small David can take on a Goliath if you're doing it for the right reasons and with the grace of God and the Holy Spirit. I mean, I think, you know, I've, I've watched Michael Hitchbourne do the same thing. I watched, I mean, we, you know, we, at our convention, we had Austin Roos came and spoke about, you know, their, their efforts at the union. And it's like these little tiny bands of <laughs> groups of, of little tiny people type of thing. they not big names, nothing. It's just, they say, no, enough is enough. We're done. And amazing things happened when, when we trust in God. And that's what I think, you know, Reggie Littlejohn has certainly done, and Women, Women's Rights Without Frontiers has has definitely done. I mean, the things that you have been able to achieve are just absolutely phenomenal. So God bless you, Reggie, for all you're doing. What next? What next? What happens next?
1: Well, I mean, so, so another, another thing that we're looking at is... <laughs> The, the there's the the united Nations okay so the United Nations and the um, World Health Organization met together in september um and 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 sort of passed a declaration what they were trying to do is they were trying to get a consensus to pass a declaration basically implementing all of the international health regulations, the pandemic treaty um you know that would do all the terrible things that I was just telling you about. Right. And and six or seven or maybe eight countries uh intervened and said no. Um but so they were unable to sort of try to, to do this quietly. They were actually doing it by the silence procedure, but they but so what happened is um the president of the United Nations General Assembly said that he passed it, he approved it. And then they made this big announcement about how there was a consensus or that all these nations were behind it. I mean, they're just so um, manipulative and they, and they really know how to do spin control when they actually were not able to pass it through the United Nations General Assembly. But another thing that came up at that meeting um, is, is they have this new document or actually it's not that new now. It's in March of 2023. Um, called Strengthening International Response to Complex Global Shocks and Emergency Platform. And what this is, is this is the United Nations um, attempted power grab, similar to the, to, to the World Health Organization. So the World Health Organization wants to use health as sort of the pretext for their global power grab. And the United Nations wants to use what they call complex global shocks. So anything that is, a, a complex global shock. They want an emergency platform that will operationalize automatically. So they want the the world, all all of our governments, to approve that when something that they consider to be an emergency shock happens, their platform will uh, um, operationalize yeah. automatically.
0: And, and 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 override your own your own country's platform. I mean, well,
1: yeah. I mean, that, the, oh the, my the, 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 goodness. So the the idea the idea Molly is. Our countries would approve this plan of um, an emergency platform in the case of a complex global shock. So that's the approval. Okay, They already have it because we said yes, and then they get to decide whatever is a complex global shock, and then this platform will operationalize automatically. So let me tell you what the complex global shocks are. I've got a chart here on page six of this document. A major climatic event, so in other words, climate change, all right, would be a complex global shock. Now, future pandemic risks. Okay, future, future pandemic risks is a global shock. Wow. How is that a global shock? I mean, it's like, oh, we have a future pandemic risk. Yeah. That's a global shock, so we're just going to operationalize this. But platform. it hasn't
0: happened yet. But it might happen, so we're going to do it. That's basically and it, and
1: what and they're actually, saying. That is sufficiently shocking for them to to to, to start their paragraph. But listen to this: cyberspace. Or global digital connectivity disruption. In other words, if the internet goes down, that's a complex global shock that would operationalize. And here's another one. A major event in outer space. So they don't have, it's not just the world, it's the solar system. Or, you know, who knows? Two two galaxies collide and, you know. And that's a global shock. Light, light years away. Uh, and then the last one they have is an unforeseen Black swan event. So in other words, if they haven't thought of it, but they want to use it as a global shock. Think about the kids
0: sitting in the playground making up, uh, you know, things, just making up things. This is ridiculous. Uh, Please tell me that we did not approve any of this.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, Lord, (laughs) did Jesus help us? Honestly, I mean, it was a prayer. Yeah.
1: It's a draft policy brief. It's called Our Common Agenda, which is something that they've written a bunch of policy briefs under Our Common Agenda. You know, the common agenda is is globalism, um, and so what he's what it is is that I'll read you what he says. He says, "I propose that the General Assembly provide the Secretary General and the United Nations system with standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically." an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale, severity, and reach. So um, this platform will involve surveillance, censorship, um, you know, the digital glo- I mean, so the sur- surveillance would be we have to, number one, surveil whatever is going on with the global shock. So whatever that is, um, we need to be able to, you know, the United Nations wants to be able to surveil what's going on with the global shock, but also su- surveilling people's response to it. Um, so that, that, you know, if the global shock has to do with a future pandemic, you know, uh, risk, then are you um, vaccinated now? And ha- exactly. have you signed up for your digital ID? Do we have your fingerprints and your iris scan, um, et cetera, you oh. know, so that they have to have all this in place so that, in the future, if they declare a, a future a, a global shock and you disagree with it and, and aren't acting in accordance with them, they will know who you are, exactly. where you live, exactly. and be able and, to find you. And you it.
0: know what, Reggie? We, we saw we saw this being played out and tested during the COVID. And, and folks, don't mm-hmm. think I'm wearing a tin hat. I'm not. Because we, we saw it right here in our little town here in, in northeast Ohio. We saw what was happening. Neighbors. Uh, ratting on neighbours, you know, uh, police arriving, uh, you know, in the street to 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 respond to a report that had been taken place that people weren't keeping their distance enough. This is this is like little middle America where these things were happening. So they've already tested it, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Neighbours rat each other. Absolutely. And this is very, this is, this is absolute, this is right out of the Chinese Communist Party playbook because that's what they did under the one child policy. Molly, remember? Like they, they had people spying on women that, so that a woman who was illegally pregnant, in other words, pregnant without a birth permit could be ratted on by her family, her friends, her neighbors, her co-workers, or people who were hired to sit in the village square and just watch women's abdomens as they walked by. And the purpose of that is, number one, to keep everybody in a state of terror, and number two, to break the natural bonds of trust in society, to atomize society. Because if there's nobody you can trust, then you can't organize for democracy, and that's you know, the same thing that's happening here.
0: Exactly, you know, Ruthie, people, listeners, you may be thinking, what's all this got to do with 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 the, with the life issue and human rights? It's to do with it because it's, it's a violation of our human rights, and so many of these programs are popula- are depopulation depopulation programs. They they want to reduce the population, and they will do it by any means that that's that's out there for them. This is absolutely outrageous. Uh, what do you, how do you, let me ask you this. Do mm-hmm. you see this actually taking place? How do we stop it?
1: Well, I, I, it, it will absolutely take place if we don't stop it. Okay. And um, so, you know, I, 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 but, but it's also necessary for the United States to be a part of this, in order for it to take place, I mean, if the United States, with, with I mean, the, the the um World Health Organization, the United Nations, they you know they can continue. They don't need U.S. funding. We're not like a huge funder. We're we're a major funder, but it, the, the organizations are not you know close if we stop funding them. By the way, they're majorly funded by, um especially the World Health Organization by Bill and Melinda Gates, mm-hmm. and and some of their other um yeah vaccine. Yeah. Yeah um related companies yeah. like sepi yeah. um, so there's a lot of private funding that goes into this but what but but if we were to withdraw from the World health organization um, and control to refuse, of America yep. yep and if they lose control of america then then that's gonna really throw a wrench in the works yep. but we also need to be um you know Allying with people in Europe to stop this, this, uh, travel biometric scanning and et cetera, et cetera. It's already
0: happening. I mean, I, we've just mm-hmm. come back from a, from a, a holiday of, in, in Europe and you go through these, you go through the customs and you have to put your finger, you know, you have to put your hand down. You have to put your, you have to walk through the machine with where you where they can see your eyes. I mean, it's, it's already happening. I mean, it's happening voluntarily. So you, you can volunteer to do that. But it's going to be that you can't get through unless you do it. So it's there. The systems are already in place. We need to say, enough, stop, stop. I mean, I am just absolutely, you know, we've got children and grandchildren that are coming up and are going to have to live in this world. And I think that's the the most serious thing that we've got to consider is what kind of world are we leaving our children?
1: Well, that that's right. And so – but the the story that i just told you about the sovereignty coalition and how people rose up together and sent emails and called their representatives um got the house to defund the world health organization um that needs to be repeated Number one, with the Senate. Number two, with the Biden administration. Number three, with all candidates. You know, you yep, need to, you know, w- when a candidates come, uh, you know, any any candidate, I don't care whether it's a local person, because because also, Molly, another line of attack of, uh, of all of this or not attack, really a line of defense is the states. And, yep. and Ohio, for example, could say, you know what? We are not going to be enforcing all this stuff like, yep. like yep. Um, exactly Florida right. has done. Yep. Um. So you know every candidate on every level from the local to the presidential needs to be needs peppered to be exactly with questions right. about what exactly their position is on right. all of yep. this stuff. Make it a major campaign issue. Change
0: happens from you. Each of us has has the opportunity to change things for the better or for the worst. We change it for the worst if we don't participate. We change for the better if we do participate. So let's all participate. Again, Reggie, before we go, give everybody your email so, so they can start following this. This is amazing.
1: Okay. So, Women's Rights Without org. Women's Rights Without Frontiers.org. Sign up for our blog posts. Donate if you can. And then also follow me on Getter. I'm at Real Reggie Littlejohn, at Real Reggie Littlejohn on Getter
0: perfect and i just went to your website and i clicked on your blog and it's all there so everybody you we got it we've got to participate in this make sure you you take action don't just listen take action as well god bless you lots reggie we were praying for you keep it up thank you so much all right take care bye-bye don't go anywhere i will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest